0: Greetings, everyone. You're listening to KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Art Hour, and I am one of your hosts, Mike Malsom. Our other host is, uh, who do we have over there?
1: Eric Woodard. Hello, everyone. Hi, Eric. How are you doing? Hey, uh, happy last day of school. hot on on the mic. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) last day of school. That's exciting.
0: Our guest today is Mark Anderson, our current Spokane Poet Laureate, um, getting close to wrapping up his two-year stint as Spokane's poet laureate, so
1: welcome, Mark. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming in. So, how does how do you become poet laureate? How does that happen?
2: Well, um, it's something you apply to uh, Spokane. Po- <laughs> um, uh, Spokane arts <laughs> puts out a call for applications mm-hmm. um, which is actually coming up pretty soon I don't have any dates or anything but there it, it will be coming out pretty soon in July I so think. you applied for it yeah so you apply for it um, and then they put together a little uh, a little selection committee um, and then uh, then you get picked
1: so when you apply yeah. wh- what what are you applying to do
2: um, so it's a pretty broad uh, a broad sort of position that can be a lot of things sort of whatever you make of it um first of all they sort of expect poet laureates to be sort of applying to put together some sort of outreach events um some sort of events to kind of be representative of uh the community and poetry and um to be kind of like a spokesperson for uh the poetry and, like, wider art, literary arts of Spokane. And
1: so speaking of outreach events, you've been speaking at... Uh, do you do it at City Council every week? Is that right?
2: Um, I don't do it at City Council every week, but we have a poet slated oh, to read okay. at City Council wow. every week, okay. um, which um, I would run out of <laughs> things to say pretty quick. <laughs> um, uh, so basically, that's a, a program called Poets at the Podium that I helped put together um, that is basically we have a poet slated to begin every city council meeting um, of this year. And it's um, sort of a a fun way to bring poetry center stage to a place where uh, normally you wouldn't see it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had some pretty good feedback. The city council members seem to be enjoying that as kind of a, a nice way to set the tone uh, for the meeting to follow.
1: and So what other kind of outreach things have you been doing as Poet Laureate? Uh,
2: well, when I started out, I did a lot of uh, visiting all the different sort of poetry communities and events in Spokane. Um, and then uh, when I ran out of energy, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I put out a sort of a, a survey for all the poets in Spokane to tell us things like what would they like to see happening Mm. in Spokane and did some follow-up meetings um, for that. Um, I've put together a lot of readings um, and uh, I put together, I've been putting together the lit crawls with Spokane arts. Mm -hmm. Um, So the lit crawls and then the poets of the podium are definitely the biggest things I've done personally.
1: Now the lit crawl, like the one they just did on North Monroe. Yes. Yeah. And how Um, did that go?
2: It went great. Yeah. Um, And for for those of you who don't don't know what a lit crawl is, uh, basically it's kind of like a pub crawl besides with readers at every location. Um, So we started out at at the Hub, I think is what it's called, on uh, Monroe, and we had three or four readers uh, read there. We had some poets, prose writers. um, I think we had a nonfiction writer or two at the event. Um so we had three readers there and then we moved to uh the park which was nearby and then we came back to uh to and read a few things at the park of course. And then we all walked uh back to Monroe um to go to the high neighbor where I read and then we finished up at um Bellwether Brewing. Um and uh yeah, it was a lot of fun there all Kind of a nice, relaxed, fun event. Very cool. And do
1: you have the next lit crawl planned?
2: Um, we're planning it right now. Um, I don't have the date on me, uh, but I think we're working on it. What part of town? Um, there's a few candidates, so I think that um, Spokane Arts is kind of reaching out and look, trying to figure out where has um, venues that would be on board. That's one of our goal is to, goals: is to get to like different parts of town that. Might not have as many arts events, mm. um, that was one of the things we got a lot of feedback for like people are pretty excited about you know all the cool things happening downtown, but they also want things to happen you know in the neighborhoods and mm-hmm. um, away from the hustle and the bustle a little bit and I thought the lit crawl was a really cool idea to um, to do a little bit more of that
1: mm-hmm. okay, so uh, reading uh setting up poets. Uh At the podium? Of the podium? Poets at the podium? Poets at the podium. Poets at the podium. Lit crawl. And I've noticed that, I mean, I've seen pictures of you at, like, different events in town, like, openings of things. And, and, I mean, is that something that you're kind of choosing to do, or is that something that's part of the job, or how does that go?
2: Um, Yeah, I've done a lot of little readings here and there. um, And it's somewhat part of the job. I mean, it's something that you get invited to do a lot. Okay, Um, As I said, the kind of the job is pretty, like, pretty broad kind of what you make of it um and i since i do a lot of readings and like i come from very much a a live presentation background um that's of course influenced what my take on the position is you know um i really enjoy going out and doing readings and such so um so i tend to do some of those
1: and you're the third poet laureate in third poet laureate yeah how did that get how did that idea even get started in spokane Oh, well, there's,
2: there's a lot of places. Um, I mean, of course we have a national poet laureate and now we, and we have a state poet laureate. Um, and there's more and more cities kind of, uh, using this as sort of a way to, um, promote arts and sort of, um, that sort of thing. And we have such a great, uh, local poetry community that's been just growing and growing these last 10 years. Um, and I think people just kinda started uh started mentioning that idea as something that uh is a really cool thing for a city to do. And um eventually like I'd I'd heard of people uh making that suggestion for about four or five years before it actually happened. Um, so um, I don't know exactly what the pathway to mm-hmm. it happening was, but people were definitely talking about it for a, a while. And when's your tenure up? Uh, at the end of September, okay. um, I believe uh, I'll be passing the torch at the Spokane Arts um, Awards this year. Um, and it's been great. It's mm-hmm. been a great two years. Uh, I am. It's going to be nice to be able to just like kind of sit down and be like, <laughs> quiet for a while. <laughs> yeah. Been pretty busy. Yeah, it's been pretty busy, um, which is good. I want... You know, I, I have so many things I want to do. Um, and uh, it'll be fun to see what the next person's take on it sure. is. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, Well, I have a question for you, too. Has
1: your... Um, have you noticed being poet laureate having an effect on your poetry whether it's been like the amount of output or how it's changed and become maybe more civic minded or have you noticed any change that being in that position has had on the work that you do
2: uh a tiny bit maybe it's definitely uh my output tanked in the beginning (laughs) it was like last year was the least prolific i've ever been um and I just was having a hard time finding time to write, also finding time to focus on mm. my own writing this year has been a lot better. um I started teaching a lot more workshops, a lot more classes um i'm st- I teach a lot of workshops both with like nonprofits arts nonprofits around the town and I also teach some um just at my house. I'm looking at sort of figuring out how to transition that into like having a space and whatnot um but A lot of the workshops I've been teaching are are generative workshops, which mean, um, you know, we have a brief lesson and we discuss poetry in them. But we also just sit down and do some writing and work on prompts, Um, specifically the prompts that I've generated, I've created for these workshops uh, are sorts of things that that like you might get some writing done, but you also kind of practice skills that might lead to writing in the future. But anyways, sitting down. And teaching those workshops has helped me um, actually give myself a little bit more space to write, um, because I mean I'm working on putting other people in the mode to write, and uh, it works for me too. Yeah. Did you, you do know? much teaching before this? I definitely taught a lot of um, a lot of little workshops and classes, but not nearly as many. Um, yeah.
1: So now that you're official, you've yeah. you've had more of an opportunity to do that.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I started teaching workshops and stuff back when I was more of a touring uh, performer and poet with the poetry slam community. And um, sometimes when you're like traveling, you do a, you'll also like teach a workshop at a, like at a performance. Um, and uh, back, you know, when I come back to Spokane, I didn't teach as many, um, except for sometimes like I would teach a workshop at spark or something, but now, um, now I'm teaching a lot more. You know?
1: I, I keep stepping in in front of Mike, but I'm uh, sorry. He keeps yeah. saying things that make me think. Of I know else. that's great. Yeah. So you said touring performer. I mean, <gasps> what what did that look like? I mean, was this like you were on the road? A, how often? What did you do?
2: I mean, I I would have liked to have been on the road more. I probably traveled at my peak. I was probably gone from Spokane for like three months of the year. Hmm. Um, but that would be all together throughout the interspersed. Right. The and year. this like, was I'll all do, doing poetry week. competitions. No, it wasn't. Um, I wasn't competing in anything oh. at that. Or, uh, like, I might have competed in a thing or two. Um, but this was a lot of. Uh, so, at poetry slams and poetry open mics often, uh, what they'll have is they'll have a slot in the middle um, between the competing performers. They'll have a slot for a touring performer who they'll pay to come and perform, like, a 20, 25 minute set to them right and that's uh and that was you and that was me yeah i did a lot of that i didn't know that um especially regionally like i um i would just i go to you know seattle portland bellingham boise um all the time and then i did a couple stints that were further away from home um and that's great it's uh it was really fun Um, But then as I got a little older and I just like I wanted to have a little bit more stability in my life, (laughs) just at least for a moment. You know, I wanted to know what that felt like. (laughs) Um, I wanted to um, do that. So I kind of bunkered down and uh, got an actual job. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I focused a lot more on like arts organization, organizing in spokane and whatnot for a while um and now
0: here i am so um here you are i was thinking of your application you know to become the poet laureate so you had had to have your outreach piece but tell us a little bit about kind of how you how and when you got started in poetry you know what inspired you to pick poetry as your uh, creative uh, genre so to speak and um what um, what things I know you've um, either started or certainly part of the uh, pillars of um, leaders in some of the poetry things uh, institutions that we have here in Spokane right now. So, yeah, if you could just kind of give us a little journey from kind of like, yeah, I was here and this is kind of how I got interested in poetry and this is kind of what it led to, to kind of create that resume that you turned in uh, for Spokane Arts.
2: Well... So I've been writing poetry. I mean, often I, I wrote a little bit of poetry when I was a kid. You know, I've grown little stints ever since I was in like, um, like before I was even in kindergarten, really. Um, I would, you know, have, I dictate stories to my parents or like <laughs> things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then I think like in, in first and second grade, I wrote a lot of little poems, uh, just like little rhyming, cute things kind of, um uh, you know a second graders version of Shel Silverstein <laughs> um, and uh, from there you know I I would stop writing and I wrote a little bit more in I think 6th grade or 7th grade or something and I didn't really write much for a while and then um, I mean writing is always one of those things that I just kind of in the back burner thought I really liked to do and I'd really like to do because I you know I read a lot and um I didn't know if that was poetry or like novel writing, um, and you know who knows, maybe it's both. I'm I'm not dead yet, <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, I really got serious um, pretty soon after I graduated high school. I guess I was um, I was also doing running start, so it was kind of like off kilter. I'm not sure like mm. dates years, mm. um, but uh, I got a lot more serious about it when I started going to going to the Empyrean, which had a, uh, I just kind of stumbled into this, uh, open mic poetry event, um, that they're putting on. And I started going to that every week and that kind of got me to write a lot more and, um, become slowly and slowly less, uh, terrible. <laughs> 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 and then I started going to the poetry slams there and, uh, And that's when I, like, really got hooked and started spending, like, all of my time that I could um, writing and trying to get better at writing and whatnot. And then eventually I was organizing those events and putting them together. And then I did some national competitions, and those led to some invitations to be a featured performer um, elsewhere. And uh, I got to do some of that and every time I saw something I, like, really liked, I would try to, you know, bring that back to Spokane or some, you know, in some form, um, and I, w- I was also, you know, continuing, even while I was, like, doing a little bit of traveling, um, uh, I would, you know, still be organizing events in Spokane. Uh, I realized that if I didn't have an open mic to read at, I wouldn't be writing very much, and so that's Part of why mm-hmm. I started organizing them um in the first place, even though like later down the line, I stopped reading my own work at the open mic just because i I felt um i ha- I have this feeling of like when you're a host, it's nice to kind of step back and not take all the all mm-hmm. the space up at the event um and so um I just did a lot of other sorts of events as well um i was always doing things because i liked them (laughs) um
1: yeah well in that in that progression and this is always an interesting question Mm -hmm. because people say how do you know you're a writer well you write how do you know you're a poet well you write poetry when do you remember when you started saying i'm a poet like when people say Mm -hmm. you know maybe not what do you do but when you just felt comfortable saying i'm a poet
2: I just feel like that's such a weird thing to say. First of all, <laughs> like, so you still don't say that? You're just like, <laughs> Um I, I prefer to say that I write poetry. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't know
1: why. Now that you're it's the Poet Laureate, I mean, if you can't yeah. say it now, when can you say it, right?
2: I mean, I, I mean, you can definitely say it. I don't think that, like... This is vaulted term, you know. I'm a poet, like anyone who writes is a poet. Absolutely, like but yeah.
1: but then it's the self identification that's the weird part.
2: Yeah, I don't. I just don't like talking about myself. Yeah. First of all, so <laughs> um, so I'm added. You know, uh, yeah. I'm already there.
1: Okay, uh, I got gotcha. you.
2: Yeah,
0: well, I was wondering. Um, you know, so you you're about ready to run out of your uh stint, two year stint, um as a poet laureate. Um what do you uh what's kind of fermenting in your head now as far as where you might want to go maybe the next two to three years. Uh, do you have any uh goals
2: set? Yeah, I'd um well first of all I'd like to really focus on my own writing some more. Um and you know, I have all this poetry and um I'd like to get a couple books out there. Um, hopefully in the next couple few years. I'd also like to try to work on creating a more like a community um, poetry workshop space mm. um, that might even, um, when, when I get legs under it, might even try to like uh, grow that into not just poetry, but like poetry, fiction, genre, literature, you know, stuff like that. Um, but that's very much an amorphous idea that's in my brain right now. I definitely wouldn't say I, Mark Anderson, have plans to do that um, necessarily yet. But I'm sort of fermenting what it would look like to create some sort of structure where I could do more of that um, and not have it be in my house. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, Because having it in my house is not really super accessible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you
0: thinking about maybe turning this space into some, uh, you know, not like like a huge business, but something where you... Um, can get compensated for, or there's some sort of uh, a business aspect towards that?
2: I'm trying to look at what that looks like, you know? Um, yeah, I'd like to see what that
0: looks like. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, um, we're about ready to take a short break and do required things that we need to do here, and then we'll be soon back with Mark Anderson, Poet Laureate, Spokane.
1: Cool. We got-
2: Hang
0: out with me, Jukebox Jenny, on Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. to hear America's very own music, the blues. Let me help you shake the trouble out with a mix of funk, R&B, and blues from Delta to Chicago. You'll hear... Don't forget to shake your rump, too.
2: I'm living
1: for the
0: it's a cocktail that will soothe the soul. Working Women's Blues, Sunday nights, 6 to 8 p.m., right here on KYRS. Help keep Art Hour coming to you every week for as little as $3 a month by texting GIVEKYRS2. 44321 four, Art Hour relies on support from listeners like you. Again, just $3 a month keeps KYRS going strong and you can help by texting Give KYRS to 44321. Four, Public service announcement. Uh, many local farmers markets have begun the 2019 season including the Spokane Farmers Market, Perry District. Thursday Market, and the Emerson Garfield Farmers Market. You can find out more online at their individual th- sites.
1: All right. Good job, Mike. And you didn't read any of the stage directions. That was impressive.
0: Yeah. I got two two sessions in a row where I haven't <laughs> done that. I'm on a roll.
1: <laughs> so uh, before we went into the break, you were talking about, I mean, I don't like to use the term, but to monetize what you do to turn it into a business, to figure out how you have a space and what you do with it. I mean, do you have any ideas you said you're trying to figure out what that looks like? But do you, I mean, do you have any leads on what that might look like?
2: Um, I mean, I don't have like set plans and stuff, but I, I know that, um, I've looked at other, uh, at things people do have done in other cities and such, uh, where people have started like, uh, community writing school sorts of things. Um, there, uh, and I'm kind of like looking at what those models look like, basically, and um, and asking, you know, what would we have to do to put something like that together? Um, and that's that that's as far as it goes. So far. <laughs> You've been too okay. busy as a poet yeah. laureate
1: to figure that stuff out yet.
2: So, Mark, you got some a poet,
0: maybe a poem that we could read now? I'd be interested to see what you got and Ooh, talk yeah. about that a little
2: bit. Yeah, um, so this poem I wrote, uh, as part of a really cool show that I got to be part of, um, that was at Emerge, um, which is an art gallery in uh, Coeur d'Alene that puts together some really cool, um, community events. And in this, uh, there's a number of poets who were paired with visual artists, and, um, they each collaborated on having um, basically poems that matched, that went with mm. the uh, pieces of visual art. Um, and so I wrote a couple poems based on a couple paintings. And um, this is one of them. Uh, this is Mending is the title. And it's um, after, uh, after Ross Gay, who's a poet. So it's just inspired by um, some another poem. I plunge my hands into the dirt and like the earthworms I have been sliced into one side crying, head in my hands one side so distant from myself I look on and haunt any loss makes home retreat into the far, far away and where else can I plant home but with the sprouting red rose bushes and the good dirt where my dog Sprocket would love to dig if she were still here not stuck in my mind's theater with her eyes ghosting back in a cold vet's office. But she's not only there, she's also an afterimage of white hair running into the panting catches in her throat and leaping at the ground to dig up more dirt and telling everyone with the nub of her tail how happy she was whenever I came home. Oh, if I had wishes, I would use these hands to pull us back from whatever unknowing of each other we are destined to enact. And where is home but in the fertile hills of each other's imaginations? So when I lose a friend, even or especially a dog, I might ask, who am I? Again, seventeen, pondering the two big questions in a green fleece jacket and fedora under the broad deciduous leaves of Manitou Park, where neither my pants nor my ability to put ability to philosophize fit my body or my heart. I'm always growing into them and growing out of them as time forces us out of each brief heaven. I pull my hands from the wet dirt, wiping them on my jeans first, then accidentally onto my face as I brush back my hair, blessed now by one stain that washes off and another that remains. That's
1: cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So you Mark. said after Ross Gay was the name of the poet. Yeah. Uh, what what is it? What do we see in that poem that might have been inspired by Ross Gay?
2: Um, so it's a lot of, uh, It's a little more clear if I could like show it to you. <laughs> in the paper. It's yeah. in the form of it. Um, yeah. yeah. So some structural moves that he uses uh, within his poetry. Um, there's a what is catalog of unabashed gratitude is a, a book of his that came out I think two years ago and um it's all these uh very sh- those poems that are very slim on the piece of paper um the lines are very short and they kind of move from one thought to another um all in a very similar sort of way of moving from one thought to another and uh when i tried writing this poem in many different ways before i finally like had something that caught that felt like a poem um and when it finally felt like it became a poem was when I was sort of uh, imitating that sort of way of moving from one thought to another.
1: And as you're writing that, d- you wrote that before the, the show at the gallery? Or was yes. this one of those things where you write it during?
2: Oh, no. Is that before the show oh, at the gallery? Okay. I don't... Um, yeah, I I would never put myself <laughs> on the spot to write <laughs> something during an event. I uh, I typically take at least... Ten hours to write a poem especially if it's by some sort of like commission like if it if it takes you know 15 or 20 drafts that'll be me getting off easy wow yeah okay
0: that's that's really interesting so that was not part of you looking at the collaboration where you're actually looking at a, a visual piece and then writing a poem about that
2: um so it was part of the it was um inspired by the visual piece uh, and it was me writing something based on the visual piece. And um, basically what I did was I took a lot of the imagery being used in the, um, in the painting and uh, sort of put that into a poem um, as a way of kind of pairing them. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's things in the poem that were basically uh, images um Inspired by this, mm-hmm. uh, this mm-hmm.
1: painting. And did you read it aloud during the show? I did. Yes. Okay. I have a question about reading it aloud because I mean, you do. You say ten to fifteen drafts, you get off easy. So you're, you're continually drafting. You're continually changing. So let's say you get to a show like that, you read the poem. To what extent does seeing how people respond to the poem? Do you then go back again? How, to what extent do you keep working on it and responding to the way people respond? Because much of your poetry, I mean, I would say predominantly you are you are a reader of your poetry more so than uh, a, a writer of poetry that people read on the page would you agree with that
2: yeah i mean um i just don't really put my work out there on the page as much um there's definitely a lot of a lot of my work um is inspired by sort of technical aspects that only appear on the page. And then when I read it, like that's not even there, <laughs> right? Um. Um, which is kind of funny. Um, but I guess that's my life. So to <laughs> what extent, yeah. to what extent do the people, d- do you, because I think of a comedian who
1: is always telling jokes, honing the jokes based on how the audience responds to it. To what extent do you do that with your readings?
2: Um, I don't really necessarily. Um, I typically have a stronger feeling in my gut of whether or not something is working, and like i can I can pick up sometimes I can pick up from the audience like whether or not something's not working, but I already know <laughs> um, <laughs> like the the um a lot of the time you know a poem's probably been to an editor before I read it, and I've probably had like more close reading um in that sort of thing. Um, which is a bit more of a reliable way to see your poetry from the outside is to get like actual like one-on-one feedback from someone who can really pick it apart. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have uh, uh, people here in Spokane then that you share your poetry with before you uh, put it out?
2: Yeah. Uh, most of my poems I have, um, I have friends that uh, are also poets who take looks at things. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I notice
0: a lot of um uh, writers uh, in whether it's fiction or poetry uh, need that extra set of eyes I guess to look at your stuff uh, and when you get it back was it do you come up with something like I never even saw that and actually shift gears completely or do you kind of go down the same road but maybe look at it with a little uh, different set of eyes
2: um but both can happen definitely um i if a little bit rare that I shift things completely if I already have a feeling that they're kind of there already. Like, I I very much have a feeling in my gut whether or not something's um, something's, uh, working. And the extra set of eyes can sort of help me refine that, you know? Um, Like, this poem... um, yeah this poem didn't really see much change. maybe just a couple rephrasings um, at that end of the process. Um, but sometimes I'll just like have to cut out like whole chunks. Um, but usually um, usually it leads me more to um, just smaller level like small smaller level edits on the um, on the sort of scope of like here's how I th- what I think um, is accomplishing. Here's what they think is, like, accomplishing my goal. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's usually that, um, to that side of things. Um, although sometimes, I mean, you, I write a poem, and one time I had a friend say, oh, the first two-thirds of this don't work. But the last <laughs> part does. You keep that. And that was your friend poem. right? Yeah, and he was totally right. <laughs> um, and it I was grumpy about it for like two minutes. (laughs) And then I I went to the computer and like looked at it and saw what happened when I deleted the first part. And I was just like, oh, you were right.
1: This is when the poem starts. So you cleared your throat for the first two (laughs) thirds and then got to the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um,
2: I just, yeah, I just completely uh, changed what the poem was because, you know, he saw that, okay, like the first part of this is so conversational and um, it's all just like set up. And you don't need the setup. And sometimes that's one of the things that um, that is definitely like... Um, I make the joke sometimes where uh, uh, I finish a poem and then I ask myself, okay, do I need the first line and do I need the last line? Because that's where I'm going to mess up. That's Or that's where it's going to be like Mark explaining too much. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, do you
0: have... Um Uh, like a favorite or um, a style or some poets that you really probably sort of gravitate to either consciously or subconsciously uh, that's kind of permeated in your style
2: of poetry? Oh gosh. I think that it changes every, you know, every once in a while. Um, I don't really have a singular, um, singular influence who I model myself after. Um, I'm, I just have a lot of them, like a lot of people who have taken little chunks of of ideas.
1: Do you remember the first poet who ever really turned you on and you said, oh, yeah, that's that's it. That's the stuff. I get that.
2: Well, the the pope was, and I was already like writing and had been um, into poetry and stuff before. But the first poet who like really changed like was it was a pivotal moment hearing him and like really uh, listening to him. Was Anis Moshgani, who was a uh, slam poet or a po- poet from the poetry slam world, and um, he had um, these poems that he'd done uh, at national poetry slams and stuff that were on YouTube back before, like back before there was big channels that promoted poetry and stuff. Um, and I stumbled on those, and that really uh, it sort of changed how I thought about writing. Mm-hmm. Um you said you've traveled when you were
0: doing some traveling and gigging around the the Pacific Northwest you had you know, Bellingham and Seattle and I'm trying to think some of the other places you went how um how are those communities um compared relative to the 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 poetry community here in Spokane it feels it feels like to me we have a very healthy community of poetry going on in Spokane but not seeing what it's
2: like in other places, uh like you have any comparisons? I think one of the really cool things about Spokane is that there's a lot more interchange between the um between the different uh like levels of of communities. Like there's um you know, there's things like Broken Mike and the Poetry Slam, which are more um like uh, just like anyone can come and sign up and read. And then there's like m- the master's program over at UWU. And um, uh, there's, you know, other, the each of the colleges has a writing program. And there's all these writers who've come out of, especially the MFA from UWU, who are pretty, um, pretty uh, what do you call, it, active in the community, who uh, do a lot of really cool things. Um, and there's I feel like there's less dif- distance from things like, between like those things in Poetry Slam and Broken Mic than maybe in other ci- cities. Um, things are a little bit more, uh, like communities are a little bit more like just their their own thing. And like, it's harder to get some of that uh, dialogue moving between the groups. Hmm. I think that's the strength of Spokane.
0: Do you get um, any connection with the the curriculum? And maybe Eric, you can answer this as well. Um, cause you know, the English let curriculum kind of gets standardized a little bit, you know, with state standards and those things in public education. But I'm wondering if, uh, poetry gets addressed, um, maybe like it should, or maybe
2: it shouldn't. I don't know. I, don't know. I
1: haven't been an English teacher in eight, nine years, so I don't know. Uh,
2: um, I've definitely been, uh, I've definitely spoken in a lot of schools, um, and, like, performed in them for their poetry units, um, especially uh, toward um, April's National Poetry Month, and um, a lot of schools mm-hmm. do a little bit of poetry then. And um, so I've been brought in to, like, kind of be an example of, like, here's a poet who lives in Spokane. <laughs> I imagine that. Um, and that's always really fun. Um, yeah, so, and the uh commu- the the county library system is putting on um poetry slams between high schools in which like each high school will send um a certain number of competitors like there's one in the valley called valley slam and there's one um between like deer park and riverside um called northern slam and they've been doing that for about five years and hmm. i've been um i've been pretty uh connected to that as either like a host or a judge or going and teaching workshops um with that so and you are you seeing a growing number
0: of um, students participating in those uh is it kind of flatlined in terms of participation i would say it
2: seems to be growing yeah it seems to be um it seems to be growing and like this year was the first time that After the Northern Slam and the Valley Slam, they put together a championship between the two of them. Um, So that's really cool. Okay, good. Um,
0: Time for a poem or a quick another break here. Um,
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, do another uh, PSA. Let's do an excuse me another uh,
0: show promo. Show promo. Praxis, putting a theory into practical use. Every week, hear stories from our city, region, and world about people putting ideas into motion. Join your host, Taylor, that's me, in interviews with activists, artists, academics, and anyone shaking up systems with radical action.
1: Tune in live
0: Mondays at 4 p.m. right here on KYRS Thin Air Community Radio. Another public service announcement, uh, KYRS partners with Get Out Fest in Ferry County, June 27th through the 30th, featuring the Cave Singers. Get Out Fest is a mix of camping, organized outdoor activities, and live music held at the Ferry County Fairgrounds. Information at getoutfest.com. And you're listening to KYRS Medical Expo Spokane
1: 88.1, 92.3 FM. Now before we get to a poem, there's been a a question that I've been meaning to ask you because I'm always uh, interested in people's process. So you say with all those drafts, do you tend to really focus on one poem for a long time or do you just have a ton of plates spinning and you have a whole bunch of poems in different states of being complete?
2: Uh, Both. Like (laughs) I'll I'll focus on one poem until I run out of steam and then um, I'll put it down and then I'll... um, I'll be working on other things. Um, Yeah, that's... And then I'll come back to it and I'll do another, like, five or six drafts and then I'll be frustrated and I'll work on something else. Do you know a poem's done when you're just tired of working on it? it's not (laughs) like that. I can feel when it's work... When it's... When it feels like it's working to me and there's, um... It's... Like, I, I can just tell when it's something and, um... Not saying that like it's going to be good or not at that point. Like I I I don't know if people are going to react to it at that point, but um, but I definitely know if it's doing a thing that feels like a poem to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool.
2: Well, let's hear what you got uh, next. Um. Cool. Uh, this poem. Uh, I wrote about the rockford fair which is now called the southeast spokane county fair but i uh i grew up outside of spokane in the freeman area and um so you you know you have the regular spokane county fair and then um you have the smaller fair in rockford that was kind of like our fair um so i grew up out there and um i went back there uh just this last year for the first time in like you know 20 years or something and i had this experience which was kind of kinda like I was on this ride called the yo-yo, and it s- lifts you up and spins you around, right? Um, and I just had this kind of experience of um, just, like, feeling the past coming back to me and, like, intersecting with my, pre you know, the previous renditions of me. Um, and this, so this, that's where this poem is, comes from. Uh, this is called Yo-yo, Scarecrow, Rockford Fair, Ergo Sum. I am the yo-yo. I am in the yo-yo. A carnival's whirl at the Rockford Fair. Hard to tell where I end in the spinning. Where the wind begins. In my ears. In the stories drifting up from neon lights. The giggle behind me wrapped in an autumn scarf. I spent my last dollars on bingo here decades ago, dreaming questions of who will love me. How soon? Why not yet? And if I could go back with the wind, would I tell him not to worry? Here in the hay wafting up, the braying animals in their barn, or would I remain silent? Why spoil the surprise? Thirty years old and hardly growing rampant, O little lovely weed trying to prove himself a flower. I notice the gray trailers hidden behind the rides, haphazard homes, knowing this is daily life permits and pieces of paper pushed across desks overnight kingdom of mystery only real people working this life not always what we make of it not only what it makes of us I ask we may smile on the auburn fall day we are brought to harvest I dreamed for so many years of having someone by my side bringing them here saying this is where I ran free looking out from the height of the ferris wheel silly scarecrow at the top of the world what's he got to prove scarecrow racing the dizzy highway 90 miles per hour it's all a field of wheat somehow huh only with gelled back hair i have a house of mirrors with your name on it see your face in every face Your long, hollow eyes lost in faraway constellations on the good nights, back against the cool grass, finding nowhere's middle, recognizing yourself in every filthy thing, struggling to be redeemed as a blackbird glints across the fresh-faced moon and the wind gives back my secrets, chickens and rabbits waiting in their cages, ribbons that don't mean a thing to them, the chill setting in. I want to feel it all, in the center of this whirling moment. I am buying a magic trick, "'Picturing myself with a cape. "'I am painting a face onto a zucchini, "'his eyes peering out in a smile. "'Where is my blue ribbon? "'I could never throw him away. "'He is shriveling up. "'He is barely a memory. "'I am saying I won this prize for you. "'Will you take it? "'Will you remember me when I am gone? "'Little scarecrow, here is a wall of balloons "'and the fine dark blade of longing. "'The whir, pop, clamor, and bang. "'Here is a brain.' Think me up a good question. Think me up a good song. You've won it all. Congratulations, congratulations. A plush rabbit filled with sawdust who can only say, I love. I am love. I am love. Therefore, I am.
1: Oh, that's great. Thank yeah, you.
0: That's really good, Mark. It's
1: interesting. That, so the two poems you read, you had Manitou Park in the first one and the Rockford Fair. Uh, do you find that a lot of your poems are really rooted in a place or is that just a coincidence?
2: Um, I mean, a little bit of a coincidence, a little bit of a, of a truth. Um, not all of my poems definitely are, um, definitely not all of my poems are rooted in a place, uh, but those are definitely two that there's some, a bit of like them taking place. And if like it's uh, if it's you know if it's them taking a pla- place, then the place they take place at <laughs> is likely to be placed in a poem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did yes. you
1: have a bet with somebody to see how many times you could say "place" in a sentence? No, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I was really searching for yeah. one. Well, if so, you won. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: First place. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, a lot of. Uh, Sensory types of images, you know, I've been thinking, you know, I worked out there at Freeman there for a while of of that area. Um, do you find that you're uh, in what ways your upbringing and the place that you were brought up have any influence on you at all now as you think back on that? Or are you going your own way completely?
2: Oh, I definitely. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I write a lot about childhood and about um you know the past interacting with the present um I think um part of that for me is just I don't think I actually have that great of a memory of um of my my past i don't I don't think I have the best like episodic memory, and like then all of a sudden i'll like think of how like something in the past relates to something in the present and it'll help me kind of reconnect with um with myself so it's almost like
1: snapshots. You don't have—I mean, you can forget whole swaths of your childhood, but you remember certain snapshots. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Because yeah. that's how, exactly how I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: Um,
0: so when you're looking at a book, as you mentioned, um, possibly, you know, a couple books now, now that your Poet Laureate um, stint is almost finished— mm-hmm. Um, is that book going to be brand new poems or do you have some that you just some golden oldies that you just love that you want to put in there? Um, or is it going to be a thematic kind of a thing where you just write
2: completely new material? So I have one uh, manuscript put together um, that I've sent out to one place and I might send out to more um, soon. Uh, that's basically a lot of things I've written over the past, you know, 10 years or so, uh, probably the last seven years, I doubt anything 10 years old made it in um, that uh, are sort of um, basically this kind of like a compilation of of things of people I've been through poetry um, and trying to make that cohesive as I can, which was a really fun and interesting and frustrating process. <laughs> um yeah. uh and so I've got that put together at least I have a form of that put together um and now that that's um off the front burner I get to put something else on the front burner which is um something that is a very cohesive poem project that I'm writing um all sort of together that's uh m- very tightly themed and stuff that I'm excited to be working about. So right. um, I guess the answer is both. Yeah, one of
0: each. What's the, the new the theme on your your second project there?
2: Um, it's a surprise. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it also has to do with like memory and myth and imagination, and um, it's a lot more surreal, weird stuff. Yeah. Now, you
1: mentioned earlier you had thought about writing a novel and all that stuff. Are you working on any of that stuff or are you pure poetry right now?
2: Uh, I've been pure poetry for the last, like, 12 years, and I've actually been drawn more toward writing um, stories and stuff recently. I have um, a couple short stories I'm working on Um And so we'll see if that goes anywhere that I'm actually doing more just for the fun of it. I'm trying not to take it seriously. It's nice to be like, okay, this is something that's related to the thing that I have to be good at. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, like it's nice to have something where I get to do it and it's still writing, but I can just like have fun with it. And I don't even know if I'm going to show it to anyone. And I don't, um, I mean, I definitely write a lot of poetry that I don't show to anyone. Um, but usually if a poem is good i'll show it to someone but um or if po- oh, if i think a poem's working i'll show it to someone um but uh there's sort of i you know i know some you know i have all this you know knowledge and stuff about poetry that it's nice to to have something else where i can just like set those expectations down mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and it's, it's almost more fun that way when you can just do it saying nobody's going to see it. I don't even know if I'm any good at it, but I'm just doing it for pure pleasure, just pure hobby. Right.
2: Yeah. That's, um, that's a lot of the fun of it. Yeah. And also like with my poems, I, I also kind of like force myself to, um, adopt at least some of that strategy just because I think as, as you go on, like you kind of have to do that. You have to find some way to be playful about your, mm-hmm. your writing and have, or you're going to stop having fun with it, and it's mm-hmm. going to stop um, feeling good. And
1: your work's going to stop being fun to listen to and read too when yeah. you're not having I fun, know. right? Yeah. yeah, for sure.
0: So over the ten or twelve years that you've been writing poetry, I know, and we've talked to uh, musicians or or painters, for example, they'll they'll see their their current work. Um, and they'll look at that and then they'll be shown some of the work that they did maybe 10 years ago hmm. or listen to a recording they did that they played, uh, musically 10 years ago and they'll go, wow, you know, I've really feel like I'm growing. I mean, I really <laughs> felt like I'm getting better. I did, it's such a gradual thing, but now I, re- do you see that? And what areas do you think you've really kind of grew, uh, in the last 10 or 12 years?
2: Oh, I've definitely grown, um, I've definitely gotten a lot more subtle and a lot more, um, or I've gotten a lot, I don't know, I've gotten a lot better at letting the, um, the, the poetry do the talking for me, you know, um, that's one of the things I always tell people is that we have to, in order to to write, you know, once you run out of those first few ideas, you kind of have to learn ways to let the process, uh, do the talking for you, um, I've definitely learned a lot and gotten to be a better poet in pretty much every way. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: So what other um, things do you have coming up um, before you finish out your Port
1: laureate? Yeah. Where can September. people see you in the next yeah. few months or oh, hear gosh. you? Gosh.
2: Um, I don't have, uh, I don't have dates in front of me. I know we're doing a couple more lit crawls. That's going to be fun. Um, I'm gonna be trying to go to each of the each of the writing events I can go to in Spokane um, again, at least once there's some trying to make it make it out to everything once, you know um, a second time. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, those are and'm I know I'm reading um, a couple more times for Poets at the podium. Um, and
0: do you have, what sites can people go on if they want to, like, say, participate or, uh, with the lit crawls or catch some of your readings and or other maybe events that you know of that maybe you're not personally, uh, going to be at, but where people can really get the best information about the poetry community and what's happening?
2: Um, I would say, uh, Spokane Arts is doing a pretty good job of, um, they're doing a pretty good job of including all the the literary events that I'm doing and everything else that they can kind of find um on their calendar and in their um email newsletters so I would say follow Spokane Arts would be really great um and that that's great too because then that way um once my laureateship done, you won't be lost <laughs> you'll, still, you'll have you know you'll have yeah. Spokane Arts in the next person um Let's see um, what else you can follow me on Facebook um, and that's, that's my only social media at this point. I noticed (laughs) I was
1: looking for you on Instagram and I didn't Uh, find you.
2: (laughs) I have, I have have a phone that can do it now, but there's been so much in my life where I just like didn't have Um. a phone that I could, that would work with Instagram um, that didn't take very good photos or this like, I just haven't tended to have good phones in my life. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And uh, plus, I'm just bad at social media. I just, <laughs> I see all the these people who interact with it so naturally and it's just like it's an outreach of like who they are, but it's so fake and artificial when I do it. <laughs> like I tried to Twitter. I did. I really gave it my all. <laughs> um, and I really wanted to be good at Twittering and I wanted to be good at Tumblr, but um, it just, it felt so artificial <laughs> you know it felt like i was trying too hard um so i've left those things to the people <laughs> who yeah and I, I think like 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 that's awesome when you can you have this medium that you can like just like naturally interact with people on um but i just and like i've tried to do things on social media and stuff but i just i feel like i have to force it and then i feel all like i'm just like going into promoter mode, being like, well, yeah. here's this other thing that I am promoting. <laughs> yeah, the Brandy. tone.
1: It's hard to find that right tone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: and so um, so I'm more of an in-person person, I think. Yeah. Well,
1: thanks for coming. In Thank per- you, I mean, this is a Mark. stupid segue, but thanks for coming yeah. in person. Okay, I had to yeah. do it. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> thanks for your uh, two years um, as a Poet Laureate. I know the community would say you've been very visible and... Um, try to implement lots of things you know, for the, that have promoted the, pro- the poetry community here in Spokane um, and thanks for reading those two poems, yes. they were wonderful it's, it's great to awesome. watch you
1: read, I've always loved hearing you read your poems, you're great at it
0: and that's it for this week's uh, Art Hour, this is KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM